Hey everyone, and welcome to Sincerely Letty. I'm your host, Letty Shemate, here to bring you truth and knowledge about history, racial justice, and more to help you connect the dots and see the bigger picture that is so necessary in our society today. Hey y'all, I hope you're doing good. Hope you're wearing your mask. Hope you're social distancing. Hope you're calling out racism. Hope you're working on your anti-racism journey. All those things. I will say, uh, before I get into this week's episode, thank you to everyone for your constant support, for sharing my podcast on social media, for subscribing to my podcast, all the things. If you are not a part of my Patreon community, I definitely advise you to jump on that. It's patreon.com slash Letty Shoemate. I will put that in the show notes. Um... And yeah, I'm going to actually go right ahead and get into this week's episode because I just have quite a few things I want to talk about whenever it comes to anti-racism journey. This is not a moment, this is a movement, and I'm sure that you've heard this a lot. But y'all, honestly, this time right now, um, doing the work is much more than reading and learning about white supremacy and racism and history because the work has always been more than that. Like, I mean, look at any movement in history. Um, It's always been more than just reading and learning. Those aren't essential, though. Let me be very clear. You need to be doing that. That is the work as well. But You don't get to just check off a box thinking, all right, well, I've already read these five books. I've already recognized racism. Okay, I'm good. I'm not one of those people anymore. And I don't have to do anything else. That is dangerous thinking. Um, That's not enough. Okay, that's not the end. You need to actually do something about racism. You need to do something about white supremacy. It didn't just appear. The last four years, and quite frankly, I've heard again as of late people saying things like, oh, you know, our country was not like this before Trump. You know, our country was not like this before. And yes, it was. Yes, it was. Don't, don't give him that credit. Don't give him that credit. I, are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, recently, actually, I think it was week before last, maybe, Joe Biden um said that Trump is our first racist president. And if I heard that, that pissed me off. Um, because that's just not true. <laughs> it's literally not true at all. Because looking at it that way uh, gives this idea that racism is only overt and that it's not covert. So this is why it's really important to see the bigger picture the bigger movement whenever it comes to anti-racism and understanding that this didn't just happen out of nowhere. It didn't just become a problem because you decided to start paying attention. Racism and white supremacy are literally weaved into the fabric of our society in every single way, absolutely every way. And it must be dismantled. 
and y'all, that's not something that's up for debate, okay? This this isn't a debate of, oh, well, what about this? Oh, well, what about this thing? I don't think that has to do with white supremacy. I don't think that has to do with racism. Yes, the hell it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Everything does. And the system is not broken, y'all. The system, it was made to function this way. It's functioning exactly like it's supposed to function. This is how they wanted it to function. So whenever I see and hear people saying things like, you know, our system is just so broken, that makes it seem like our system used to operate very differently than how it's operating now, and it actually never has. Our system has never operated in a way that completely and fully does not rely on systemic racism and white supremacy. And so whenever we talk about anti-racism and taking action, you know, anti-racism is not a buzzword. And by action, I don't mean that you have to get out there and protest Right, like you have to be out there every day. And if you're not doing that, and that's it. Because see, we have to understand that whenever we're inundated with images and videos on social media, our brains start to think that certain things are the end all be all. Okay, because when we think of action, and I've asked people this recently, I have literally said, like, what what do you think of whenever you think of the word action? And someone was like, Oh, like a protest, right? So so that's what people that's the first thing many people think of. And that's not it. That's, that's not the only way to take action. And you're taking action in itself by actively learning and also educating yourself. Yes. I'm really glad to see that happening. Matter of fact, on my Patreon um, last month for my general monthly Patreon webinar that I do every third Sunday, there... Uh, was a webinar that I did that was basically about anti-racism and self-care. And so I talked about this some more in that. And if you subscribe to my Patreon, you can watch the replay. <laughs> uh, but y'all, yeah, you're taking action by learning and educating yourself and all of those things. Because what I have to do often is remember that we're all dealing right with other things too in our lives. Now, I am not in any way, shape, form, or fashion saying that there are any excuses to not be doing the work. No, you need to be doing the work. But in doing the work, recognize the need for self-care, recognize how burnout can happen, recognize how social media can make you think that you're not doing enough just because you're not doing it the way someone says that you should be doing it all of the time. Now, also, I want to go off of that and say, you need to be listening to black voices. You need to be listening to people who are absolutely experiencing racism every single day. But whenever I talk about taking action a step further that's not just about protesting and reading and learning taking action means calling out racism whenever you see it okay calling out racism even though you know it's going to have to you know make you sacrifice something taking action means not being silent because that just shows that you're being complacent like you're just co-signing what's happening 
Taking action means self-reflecting to see how you have been and are perpetuating racism. And whenever I tell people that, it like stings a little bit. And I know that it does because the automatic defense for that, okay, for white people especially is, wait, I'm not, but, but I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I'm, I'm not one of those people. Okay, calm down and stop because this is not about what you think that you are. Okay, it's, it's not about how you think you're being. It's about what you need to continue to do. And whenever you take the time to self-reflect, I guarantee you, you're going to see and you're going to remember ways that you have perpetuated racism. Because racism, again, is not overt, only it is covert. And the covert ways are so much, they're so, they're just immensely more to them. And you can take action by supporting and amplifying black and brown voices. Okay? Stop co-signing people like Robin D'Angelo. Stop stop thinking that you have to be the voice of something rather than directing people to those who are and have been in the work and doing the work and are black people and are brown people, okay? And other ways you can take action. Volunteer. Continue to be actively anti-racist. And y'all, I know stuff's died down on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I, I know it has. Because, see, stuff isn't trending anymore. The people people aren't, aren't making the money anymore as much. You know, people took a step, right? Companies, corporations, individual people, like some of you listening, right? May have taken that step. And then when you got people responding in a negative way, it makes you want to crawl back and say, okay, maybe I should backtrack. Maybe I did too much. Okay, I should have eased into it so that I didn't lose this friend. Or I should have eased into it so that I didn't have to be uncomfortable at work. Get over it. And I do mean that. Because see, what happens is America wants to tell us black people all the time, oh, well, you should just get over it. You should just get over history. You should just get over this. Get over that. Get over that black person who was gunned down and killed by a police officer. Get over that. Get over the racial wealth gap. Get over it all, right? See, but whenever we say it to y'all, to white people, it hits different. Because then you realize that getting over it is not that easy. It's not easy at all. I'm never getting over stuff, which is why I'm doing the work that I'm doing. And so that's why whenever I say get over it, whenever it comes to you being uncomfortable, I really do mean that. And I mean that in the most genuine way possible, (laughs) because you're not going to keep doing the work unless you do get over your uncomfortable feelings. They're going to come. They're going to happen. Okay. But Change also happens through consistency and not seeing this as a moment or as something that is trending because it's absolutely not. And y'all, this work is not supposed to feel comfortable. Be easy, not challenge you, not make you question everything. And guess what? Those things are supposed to happen. They're going to keep happening. You're going to mess up. You're going to do something wrong. You're going to feel bad. Your white guilt is going to want to come out. 
Okay, your white fragility is going to come out. You're not even going to realize that it is because our bodies, our brains operate in the way that they do. We have a whole nervous system. Every single one of us do. And it operates and it reacts in a certain way. Okay, but you have to exercise that. You have to continue to work at it. When this happens, you don't just stop. You don't just throw your hands up. You work through it. You navigate those emotions. This is also doing the work, okay? Navigating your emotions, dealing with yourself. Y'all, that's also doing the work. Because I, for those of you who don't know, I'm a historian. I'm an anti-racism educator. And I recently just finished my second master's degree in conflict management and resolution. And I learned so much in that graduate program about communication not not just mediating and like facilitating because I know how to do that stuff now. I know how to mediate conversations, like the actual skills, the tangible skills, know how to do that. But I also had to learn about like trauma, cognitive behavior, right? I had to learn how to communicate differently. I had to learn how and <laughs> how to even communicate differently with myself, okay? And so that's why I can tell you like we're going to react a certain way to things, and that's why there are things like white fragility, which let me also say this, if y'all don't know this, white fragility has actually been discussed way before Robin Angelo wrote her book. So I'm gonna leave it at that. But <laughs> anyway, navigate those emotions. And doing this work means that you're going to get frustrated. It means that you're going to have to confront your family. It means you're gonna have to confront your friend, your spouse, your partner, your children. Yeah, you're going to have to do all that. And I also want to say that there seems to be this like idea that if it's not on social media anymore and people aren't posting about it anymore, then okay, well then people aren't doing it. I don't need to do it either. Do y'all realize that like Back in the 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s, there were no phones where people could see what people were actually doing, okay? Not even people, people didn't even have TVs like that. (laughs) Every household did not have a television like that. And I'm saying this because I want you to understand that just because you aren't seeing things happening, okay, doesn't mean that you need to stop. And what happens is if someone doesn't see someone posting something else, they're like, okay, well, I'm, I don't need to do it either. I'm going to go back to posting my regular stuff that has nothing to do with racism and white supremacy and people dying in the streets because you're not seeing it. And y'all, movements, have, movements don't work that way, okay? Whenever you look at history and you look at civil rights, you look at black power, you look at anything that people want to glorify as substantial change, y'all, people weren't out here liking Instagram posts and letting that validate how much work they should be doing. They were just doing it anyway. People were doing it regardless. They they weren't out here looking to see, okay, well, you know what? That person didn't show up to the march today, so I'm not going to go tomorrow. No, do you know how many times grassroots organizers were out there by their damn selves doing the work by themselves, literally by themselves, facing mobs of white people who are threatening to lynch them and beat them and kill them. Do you have any clue about that? So when we talk about doing the work, don't look at the fact that maybe someone else isn't posting something. And so you, you shouldn't either. 
What do you care more about? Their approval or do you care more about black lives? Do you care more about their approval or do you care more about dismantling white supremacy? What do you care more about? Because you can't be out here posting quotes talking about good trouble, okay, and being anti-racist and also not getting in the layers underneath it all about what that all really means. I have had so many conversations, so many conversations with people about the depth of doing the work, okay, and also identifying how you're being affected, what else is going on in your life. Because I'm going to be real with y'all. Some days, you're just tired. Some days, hell, I'm tired. And sometimes you just don't feel good, right? Sometimes you're just frustrated. You may have just had a fight with your mom the previous night about racism because maybe she told you you know what i'm a white woman and i don't see the problem with racism and you as a white person are like what and so then you have this issue now that you're emotionally and mentally trying to deal with you have to recognize that you have to recognize how you're being affected and in that no don't stop doing the work take time to navigate all of that take time to work through that Because also right now, like I've said many, many times, we're still in a whole pandemic, right? Schools are starting back. If you're a parent, if if you're a caregiver, you're out here trying to figure out what to do about your kids going back to school. So there are other things going on. But y'all, I want you to understand that that doesn't mean that the work stops. That doesn't mean that racism and white supremacy just stop because George Floyd was murdered this summer. No, that's, that's not what it means. Breonna Taylor, okay? The cops who killed her have still not even been held. Nothing's even happening. Y'all, there, there's so much out here that's still going on. We, we have a whole election coming up. And I know that stuff is heightened. And I know that it's easy to get distracted. But don't get distracted, don't get distracted because I don't have the luxury, me, I'm talking about me, Letty. I don't have the luxury to just turn my head and say, mm, I think I'm just not going to think about this today. Y'all, I think about black people dying every single day, every single day. Whenever I talk to my brother and he tells me like he's going to drive somewhere, he's going somewhere, anything at all, whatever, I always think, I hope that he makes it okay. I do. I automatically think that. I think that about, about my dad, about, my, about many other family members, about my friends. And so just because you may get tired and just because you may feel like, okay, well, I've done enough. I don't need to do anything else. Don't, don't do that. Don't stop with that. Don't stop with that because I feel like What's happening right now is some people are just losing sight a little bit of what we were talking about back in June, right? Back in May. And just, this isn't a moment, okay? This, this, this isn't a moment. And remember that just because you were reading a history book 
<laughs> or a textbook growing up, which was quite washed as hell, but you're reading it and it has five pages in it about the civil rights movement. And so our brains used to think, oh, that, that was it. That was the end of it. Y'all know that wasn't, that wasn't the end. That wasn't the end. There are people who were whole out here training, writing, creating music, trying to find ways to contribute to the movement. Not everyone was out here protesting. No. Not everyone was out here doing that. You had the Nikki Giovannis, you had the Toni Morrisons, you had the Maya Angelous, and then on the flip side, you also had the Angela Davises, okay? You had the, the Stokely Carmichaels, but you also had the James Baldwins, right? The ones who were the, who were the voices. And so I say all this to say, <laughs> don't sit here and think that just because you've decided to recognize racism and you've decided to read a few books, and that's all that you have to do. That is not all that you have to do. And also don't get caught up in feeling like, all right, well, I didn't do this the right way, so I guess I should just give up. Mm-mm. No, no. Don't don't do that. <laughs> don't don't do that. Right? Find spaces where you can listen to black people like myself. Hint hint my Patreon. <laughs> and have questions answered, right? Have a space where you can refer to someone like me or others who are out here doing the educating and you know that you're going to get the guidance and the information that you need. Now, I'm not going to coddle your uh, feelings. Damn sure I'm not going to do that. I don't, I don't coddle white feelings at all. But also I know that calling out um, instead of calling in, like that's, that's where the disconnect comes sometimes. Because what happened, as, as much as I've studied the civil rights movement, as much as I've even studied the black power movement, there was a lot of calling in with people who were trying to do the work. I mean, think about like the Black Panther Party, right? They had a whole rainbow coalition. And if you don't know what the Black Panther Party's rainbow coalition was, I want you to go Google that. Because what they believed was working together with people who wanted to dismantle white supremacy, right? Who wanted to get rid of the oppressor. And that's what we're trying to do right now. Y'all, we're, we're trying to dismantle racism and dismantle white supremacy. And it's not going to happen overnight. God knows it's not going to happen with one election. It's not going to happen that way. That's not how it works. It's not how it's ever worked. If you look at history and you look at the real history, that's literally not how it works. You have to keep trying. You have to keep fighting. We have a lot of power right now in our country if we would just see past the bullshit, okay, of wanting to say, I'm going to stop doing this because someone else is going to stop. Stop looking at what someone else is doing because if you post something or if you share something or whatever, okay, that's going to reach more people. It is. 
if you share, like if you share one of, one of my posts, okay, on like Instagram, someone else is going to read that. Someone else is going to hopefully be influenced by that. And they're going to share it with someone else. And that could be something that literally inspires someone to get up and do something that day that's going to make a substantial change. That's what you have to think about. You can't think about it on this just individualistic lens with this with this linear idea of it's only about me. It's only about what I feel comfortable with. No, it's not. It's not just about you. Get over yourself, okay? It's not. It's not. It's not just about you. Because if I looked at this as just about me, I would not be out here doing this emotional, mental labor every single day. You have to look past yourself. Period. So. This is going to mean just like a 12 minute podcast and now I'm almost at 25 minutes. But I just really need to get all that out, y'all. Because somebody needed to hear it. All right. And I hope that it was encouraging if you have been in a place where you're like, I don't know what to do. I feel like what I'm doing is wrong. I'm just confused. Like, look, don't wallow in that. Get back up. Like, don't sit there and then be complacent and be a contributor to the problem by being silent. Right? And the work looks different to everyone. Don't forget that. All right? All right. So, again, if you are not part of my Patreon community, definitely join my Patreon community. I range from $5 to $100 for my tiers. You can find an amount that fits you because, y'all, the reason why I started my Patreon is because, like, the work that I do, it is emotional and mental labor. It really is. And I do it because I love to do it. Yeah. I know it sounds weird, right? Like, I love to do work about history and racism and police brutality. But what I mean is, like, I'm put here to do this work. And I know that. And I'm grateful that God has given me the strength and the stamina to be able to do it. And to know whenever to rest. But, yeah, Patreon on Instagram. I'm at Sincerely.Letty. Um, I'll have a website coming soon. So definitely going to keep you all updated about that. And, yeah, get in good trouble. Get in good trouble and know that getting in good trouble means that you look outside of that stereotypical idea of the word good. It doesn't mean safe in a box. That's, that's not what John Lewis meant. I don't, think that, I don't think that's what he meant. I don't think he meant good trouble as in you have to do it so you don't get any feathers ruffled or you have to do it so that it's good. No, what he meant was good trouble as in bettering and making change and being consistent and dismantling racism and white supremacy y'all that's what good trouble is good trouble means that you're not looking at it like it's only about you okay it's not just about you and white people y'all gotta realize that you need to give a damn more about how comfortable you are, okay? And start caring more about the work that's got to be done. Again, I say that with love, y'all. I say it with love. I say it because I care. I, (laughs) I just, yeah. So, anyway, 
that's it for this week's episode. There will be another one coming next week, which is all about a person that you may not have heard of in history. So yeah, get ready for that one. And with that being said, until next time.